1: Put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
0: Back to more John Chuckery. We've heard so much about you. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. (laughs) Woo! Bring them out, bring them out. out. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Back with your John Chuckery Show. Halfway home on a Friday night with you. 404 That's the Solomon Brothers Diamond Text Line to be a part of the show. Odyssey appside you catch us when you're on the go. Social media is at 929 the game on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. At JMCH316 at underscore Dylan Matthews. We will do Rankum coming up on a Friday, 1040. So be a part uh, of all of that. Uh, don't forget we got the Super Bowl coming up on Sunday, two o'clock pregame, six fifteen kick. So we got, uh, all of the action right here on your home of all things, NFL playoffs, 92, nine, the game. So, you know, we were talking about Arthur blank a little bit earlier in the show in the Falcons flyover and his quote, talking to the media: quote, we're committed to the position and, and talking about Desmond Ritter and quarterback and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, he said as good as the quarterback may be, and there's certainly that's certainly a critical part of a winning formula, they can't play by themselves. I mean, there's 21 other players that need to play as well. And then he said, we're committed to the position, obviously, and we know we need a good leader there, and I think we have it in Ritter. Okay, but that's not saying the same thing as being, you know, an outstanding quarterback and things like that. Then Arthur Smith also said, "I think Coach Terry and Terry uh, Coach Smith and Terry Fontenot have done a great job in putting their plans in place, making uh, good picks, getting good coaches, getting a good group of young players that are performing well and have been competitive the last two years. But I definitely think they're. I definitely think going into this third year that we're going to look for them to reach another level. Okay, now let's rewind in time." to about a year ago at this time you know the guy who spearheaded the Deshaun Watson to Atlanta news or potential trade or all that stuff was Arthur Blank that wasn't Terry Fontenot that wasn't Arthur Smith they may have been on board or they may not have been on board because really the plan was if you didn't get Deshaun Watson, the plan was, and and I think because of Arthur's you know influence in that, the plan would have been to play Matt Ryan for one more year, draft a quarterback, and then move on from Matt and have a mentor a guy for a year, which, which Matt Ryan said he would do with a young guy, but then when the whole Deshaun Watson fiasco came about and they didn't get him, then Matt said, eh. Hasta lasagna. Don't get any on ya. I'm I'm ready to move on from all of this, but it was Arthur Blank that spearheaded the Deshaun Watson trade, and so will he dip his toe into those waters again? Let's think about it like this: Arthur Blank is what in his 80s now? I think look up Arthur Blank's age. 80, 81. Somewhere around those parts, 80, okay? See, even in my brain-dead state, I know how old the guy is, okay? So he's 80 years old. He's not going to wait around forever for this organization to get on track and be back at Super Bowl caliber level. And to do that, and, and we just talked about the idea of it wasn't a resounding endorsement. Yes, he said he likes Desmond Ritter. Yes, he said that he can be a good leader and all this kind of stuff. But he didn't tout him as necessarily QB1 right away. Now, maybe that's just Arthur Blank playing around in circles to allow his coach and his GM to make all those decisions. But it could also be that Arthur looks and says, we've got to get dynamic at quarterback. And he was the guy who spearheaded the move to go get Deshaun Watson. Now, to have gotten Deshaun Watson, the only way you were going to get a meeting would be to let Houston know that you're willing to part with three first-round picks and then obviously you had to sign into a long-term contract and the cash and everything else. That was the only way you got a meeting with the Houston Texans was to offer up Three first-round draft picks as a starting point. Now we're reading reports about whether it's Lamar Jackson. Will he move? Will he not move? You know some of these other quarterbacks. You know will will uh, you know Aaron Rodgers be traded or whatever like that? But I wonder when it comes to that position, if it really is Terry Fontenot and Arthur Smith. Pulling the strings behind the scenes. Because here's the reality of it. What if Desmond Ritter is just okay? He's competent. He's not awful, but he's not great. Well, again, as we've explained, you know, you're gonna be a Super Bowl contender. You've got to be really good at quarterback. You've got to be outstanding on your offensive and defensive lines. There's no other way to be that. And I encourage you to, Dylan, you can start with 1978 when Terry Bradshaw was the MVP of the league, okay? When a quarterback is the MVP of the league, look back through the history to 1978 and tell me where those guys ended up playing their last game for that season. It's normally the Super Bowl or, at worst, the AFC Championship game with very few exceptions. Mahomes is the MVP. Who's second in the MVP? Jalen Hurts. Those guys are in the Super Bowl. When Matt was the MVP, Super Bowl. When Rich Gannon was the MVP, Super Bowl. When Cam Newton was the MVP, Super Bowl. When Terry Bradshaw is the MVP, Super Bowl. When Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers are, are, are MVPs, League Super Bowl. Peyton Manning, Tom Brady. Go on and on and on and on. That's usually where those guys end up. Now, the difference is you may get to a Super Bowl, but you may not win it if you have or or even get to the Super Bowl if you have Brock Purdy or Trey Lance or somebody like that. But certainly quarterback is the most influential position that if you're great there, you will have massive team success. And I wonder that after being the one that kind of put down the idea of we're going after Deshaun Watson. And yes, you know, I, I, I'm sure that Terry and Arthur went along for the ride. I don't know that it would be a good idea to, you know, go against 100% the owner of the franchise. But I wonder if they don't dip their toe into some water. Now, look, I've said before, I, I don't think Lamar Jackson, at the price he's going to cost you, is worth it. I don't think you're a quarterback away from being a Super Bowl team. But that didn't stop them last year. And if Deshaun Watson was here right now, they still wouldn't be a Super Bowl team. And especially having, you know, looked at, oh, we gave away three first-round picks. You know, that number eight pick we're going to have in in a few months, yeah, you wouldn't have had that. And, and you know what next year's pick would have been? Um, you wouldn't have had that either. And then you look at next year's pick you wouldn't have had that either. So the cost and everything, capital, the amount of money it's going to cost in guaranteed money. You know, Deshaun Watson, or uh, uh, Lamar Jackson supposedly turned down 160, $160 to $180 million in guaranteed money to re-up with the Ravens. What do you think he's going to want? He wanted, he wanted the same contract Deshaun Watson got, for 240. Well, he's probably not going to play for less than 200 million guaranteed. Are we ready to go back into that thing and not fix other parts? But if that's what Arthur Blank wants, then that's what he's going to dip his toe into those waters again. And I wonder based on and and I'm maybe reading between the lines, you know, maybe I've got this wild hair or whatever like that. But, you know, Arthur Blank could have, again, if Desmond Ritter is going to be the quarterback, I want to see somebody come in here and push him. I want competition for Desmond Ritter. Not Aaron Rodgers or necessarily Lamar Jackson, but I want him to have some competition. But I wonder if Arthur Blank feels the same way, that he's got to go out and get his next franchise quarterback. Because he knows that the best era of Falcons football was because we had our franchise quarterback in place. The best era of Falcons football is the Matt Ryan era. And it's not even close. I mean, it's, it's, not, even, it's not even debatable, disputable. The best era of Falcons football is the Matt Ryan era. It's the most successful time in the Falcons history. Now, yes, they had Mike, uh, Mike Smith, and then they got... You know, Dan Quinn, and, you know, they changed coaches and all that kind of stuff. But the one constant, the one thing that was constant about their string of success as a franchise was Matt Ryan. And the franchise was never on more solid footing than with Matt. Nobody had ever had back-to-back winning seasons for this Atlanta Falcons franchise until the Matt Ryan era got here. And then for the first half to two-thirds of it, it was – All sunshine and roses, but like everything, as Tom Cruise said in Cocktail Coughlin's Law, nothing ends well or it wouldn't end. But I just wonder, though, if Arthur Smith, Terry Fontenot are going to be in control of the strings when it comes to quarterback because that's the one position that can influence the game more than anything else. And I wonder if Arthur Blank is going to lead a charge for whether it's Lamar Jackson, whether it's whatever Aaron. I mean, whatever it is, whatever quarterback you know it is. I guess is is Derek Carr officially a, a saint? Is he a saint? Or I know he had the visit with the Saints, but I don't know if he officially signed or anything yet. And I know the new, I know the new league year doesn't start, but. You know that the the tampering and all that is is underway, and teams are meeting with. You know the Saints met with Derek Carr.
2: Yeah, it ain't official yet.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it and it can't be official until the new league year opens, which is what first uh, first part of March or something like that. It's early March right. when that when the new league year opens.
2: But yeah, the latest on him and the Saints is that he just had the meeting, and nothing really else has come about it after that.
0: Yeah. But again, I don't I don't care about the for from this for this discussion. I don't care what the name is on the back of the of the jersey. I just wonder about who's pulling the strings and who's in control when it comes to making that kind of decision. I don't know how collaborative that effort is when you talk about, "Oh, everybody's on board." Yeah, well, you don't really want to be, you know, when you're when you're young coach, young GM, you don't necessarily want to be on the on the other side of the coin from the owner. So we'll see what happens. But, um, you know, um, again, I don't mind Desmond Ritter. I'd like somebody to push him, you know, as a veteran. But let's see what ends up happening with him. All right, when we come back, it will be time for That's Life. I'm going to ask Dylon to rank the seven guys that played Batman. And then I've got the story of... Why boneless wings have become so popular. Yes, there is a whole story on it that I'll give to you next. Chuck Green, the Kia Studios, Sports Radio, 910 the Game, the Odyssey.com app. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
2: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy.
0: minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with a pay discount using debit or bank account $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply ctmobile.com back to more john chuckery no 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 i'm having a good time having a good
2: time sports radio 92.9 the game
0: Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. Back with you on the John Chuckery Show. 921 live in the Kia Studios. You know what time it is. That's life.
1: That's life.
0: That's what all the people say. 047410929. That is our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. Odyssey app, so you catch us on the go. Social media is at 929 game. On Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, at jmch316, at underscore Dylan Matthews. We'll get to our top ten here in just a little bit. All right, Dylan. Yes. There have been seven guys. This is, this question is going around. Of, mm-hmm, seven people to play, because Adam West was trending earlier today. Oh, okay. And there are seven people that have played Batman. Yes. So... Rank the Batmans. Adam West, uh-huh. Michael Keaton, uh-huh. Val Kilmer, yep. George Clooney, yep. Christian Bale, yep. Ben Affleck, yep. and then the Robert, what's his Robert name? Robert Pattinson. Pattinson. Uh-huh. Yes. All right.
2: At number seven. Yeah, do this quickly. Ben Affleck. Okay. Number six, George Clooney. Number five, Val Kilmer. Number four, Adam West. Number three, Robert Pattinson. Two, Michael Keaton. Number one, Christian Bale. Okay.
0: So I I have your top two. I might reverse them though. That's um, and that's debatable. I that was I had mm-hmm. that debate in my mind. But I do agree that the top two Batmans are
2: Michael Keaton and Christian Bale. Because Keaton only did one Batman, right? Mm-hmm. Oh he did multiple?
0: Uh he did uh what three? He did three? Mm-hmm. So he did the original one? Oh did, no. Um no, he did two.
2: Oh he, he, he did the one with the Joker. And then he did the one with the penguin? Yes. Okay, okay. Yeah, you're right. That's, that's that, right, was, the, I remember that right. was the Tim the one Burton. With the penguin and the cat and cat one. Right. That was the Tim Burton movies.
0: That's right. Um so okay, I I I don't disagree. I, I think you can flip Christian Bale and Michael Keaton, but you, I don't I don't have an argument. As long as you got the top two right, that's yeah. that's the only thing that I was looking for. Yeah. Now there's an A P story out about the fascination, and, and this is the title of the article, if I can scroll it up. Now it's freezing on me. Um, it says how boneless wings become the, became the great culinary lie. Wow. Because they're not wings, and they're not boneless wings. True. But... We but like a lot of food things we have framed the discussion in such a way why is my screen now my, now my whole screen is frozen
2: but just to your point though boneless wings they're they're rib meat if you look on the thing it's it's rib meat from chickens
0: or they can be like chunks of chicken breast and stuff yeah. like that yeah they they're they're pretty much glorified chicken nuggets that's yeah. what boneless wings are exactly you know But they talk about the idea of, you know, we've created this fascination with boneless wings that we treat them like wings and stuff like that. When in fact, it's nothing more than just chunks of different chicken and stuff like that. They say that um, Americans are set to eat this weekend 1.45 billion Chicken wings. Jeez. And they say that the same way that we condition ourselves, for instance, um, do you know what do you know what the what's uh I guess is it pronounced surimi? I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, so that is Crab or lobster meat, but it's fake crab and lobster meat. Oh you know, like, like imitation crab. Exactly. And it's like got like the red stripes on it and all yeah, that. Kind yeah, of stuff. yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. But that's what that actually is. Um baby carrots are just carrots that have been cut down and rounded off and buffed. And that's what baby carrots are. Right. There's not like a whole subset of carrots, right, where that are just only grown and little mini carrots <laughs> and stuff. They're just cut-up carrots that are rounded and, and you they're know shaped polished in the and, uh, exactly yeah, and things like smaller that. Smaller carrot. Um, they even joke about Chilean sea bass, which is not bass at all. It's a rebrand of something called a Patagonia toothfish. So, but they say though that the boneless, the boneless wing. Um, the boneless wing craze has developed because of cost and different things like that, but it's literally been a food lie. So there, there was another great story I read years ago. Do you know what Kobe Kobe steaks are or Kobe beef? Yeah, I've heard of it. Okay, so that's one of the great lies in history as well is calling things Kobe or Wagyu. Because unless you meet certain specifications on food, you can't You, you can be cooked. There's like literally only like 12 restaurants in the United States that serve actual Kobe beef. Because every cow has to have a certificate of authenticity. Wow. And there's a lot that goes with it. And if you serve Kobe beef, you can ask. They have to have the certificate available for you to look at, that this is a certified Kobe beef cow.
2: So, wait a minute. You're telling me that the Arby's burgers
0: weren't real Waigu beef? Probably not. (laughs) Yes, probably not. Because there are standards that have to be met. There are specifications on what they eat for their diet, the way that they're raised. There's a very limited amount of Kobe beef available. But this has become the lie that, you know, but – this is the next great lie that boneless wings, you know, are are a thing. And they credit Buffalo Wild Wings with inventing them. Oh. They say that in 2018, um, they came to prominence. And um, 40% of people polled recently are team boneless on their wings. Ooh, it's it's close for me. It really depends on my mood.
2: But I will say, I do love boneless wings. They're easier. Mm-hmm. Um, I really don't care about the cost, but I just like the fact they're easier. Most of the time, when you get boneless wings, they taste the way you want them to taste. Because sometimes when you get wings, wings can be, you can't really mess up wings, but you can have bad chicken wings. Like, well, they cannot be crispy enough. They can too be, like, too flimsy or fatty or something like that. They can be too small
0: so or too big. But they also credit the idea of adults didn't want to eat adult chicken nuggets.
2: <laughs> really? That, I'll call I'll call them adult chicken nuggets. Is that really so, a pride thing?
0: Yeah, I mean that if if they're on a menu, and you know, because they're either normally from a chicken breast or a chicken thigh or something like that, but they're but they're nothing about a wing that they no. don't have any representation. But they also talk about the idea of people are they're they're tricking adults into not thinking that they're eating chicken nuggets because that we think of, we think of chicken chicken nuggets has been branded as a kid's food. Right. Right. OK. So rather than put a kid's menu item on, they call them boneless wings. That makes
2: it, sense. I understand it. But like is there, it's, it, it's it can't be that deep to people. It really can't be. Well,
0: they even comment about the fact that though that the popularity of them is drastically increasing. Yeah. And they did an AP article on the whole thing, right? So it's it's obviously obviously that it's one of the big lies in the world of food. So That's wild. There you go. Um, all right. What is your Oreo name? Did you see this going around today? I did not. Okay. So Oreo cookie put out uh based upon your month and your uh actual date of birth. So what month are you? March. Okay. So OG um what like date?
2: It. 17th, St. Patrick's Day.
0: You are OG red velvet. Yay. Is your, is your um is your Oreo name? That's a great name. Mine is and this is really stupid. Mine is mega pumpkin spice. <laughs> <laughs> mega um, Pumpkin Spice. January through December, Icy, Milk's Favorite, OG, Mini, Extra, Limited Edition, Flame, Delicious, Ultimate, Spooky, Irresistible, and Mega. And then there's one for every, you know, it goes from Cakester to Milk to Snickerdoodle to Frozen Treat to Coffee Crunch and all kinds of, for the every date.
2: John Jugger, if this doesn't work out and I... Default to becoming a rapper. Yeah, my rap name is going to be OG yeah. Red Velvet. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, I can I can see you as the OG Red Velvet. So, and and then you'll come out with red hair and everything like that. So. Yep, I'll have to. All right. Um, tomorrow is Burt Reynolds' birthday, the great Burt Reynolds. Okay. Do you know who Burt Reynolds is? Nope. Yeah, I know. Okay. <laughs> so tonight's top ten list: Burt Reynolds is a guy's guy. He's a man's man, okay? Um, Football player at Florida State, great actor. I mean, he was – Burt Reynolds is a legitimate – was a legitimate movie star. He wasn't a thespian and all that kind of stuff. So he was a movie star. So with that, tonight's top ten list, your top ten all-time guys' guys, I'm going to be very curious – to see who you have on your list. So, my ultimate guys, guys,
2: I got Chris Hemsworth, Tahour. Okay. I got yep. I got Chris Evans, Captain America. Okay, Me. I've got Chris Evans on my list as well. He got to be on there. Captain America has to be on there. I got Tom Hanks. I feel like Tom Hanks has to be on there. Uh, okay, he's like he's like everybody's dad. Yeah, okay. I got Jamie Foxx guy's guy um i can i can i can go with that one i got will smith I, Fresh can go, Prince. I can go with that one i got adam sandler on there too just a guy's guy you know I, I, uh, okay i see All adam right. sandler the rock has to be on there the, i got the rock on my list i also have you probably, you probably won't like this one uh ryan reynolds you got ryan reynolds on there
0: um you know that's that's better than adam sandler really yeah that's better than adam okay. sandler because again a guy's guy good looking muscular you know athletic i mean just there's some there's a lot of different things that go along with see, it see
2: to me guys guys more like you know and you want to hang out with them yeah yeah like yeah. have a beer with them that, that's the thing I, I i put put most into it um i also have Shaq on there Shaq.
0: okay i, I, I like, like Shaq. that one yeah i like that one
2: okay who I cry pretty much got everybody okay last one got to be stone cold steve austin right He's got to be on the list.
0: Well, okay. What? Here's the other th- because here's I'm the thing. I'm Shocked. Here's the thing though. He's also had some personal issues. He slapped his wife around. And oh, I didn't know. Some all different. That. Yeah. Okay. So I didn't know yeah, all that. Yeah. So <laughs> if known that, I don't know now, I'll put him on the list. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 take that into consideration. Yeah, as I didn't well. know that. <laughs> yeah. The, the. The the off-the-field, off-the-court, real-life kind of things. For sure. He had some issues and stuff like that with his former wife, Deborah, who was in the business as well. And
2: that's your list? Yeah, that's my list. That's everybody.
0: All right. So I've got Burt Reynolds on my list. I've got Bruce Willis on my list. That's a good call. Yeah, Bruce Willis. Um, I've got – who is this? Um – I've got George Clooney on my list.
2: I almost put him on my list too.
0: Um, Paul Horning, and I met Paul Horning before. You don't know who Paul Horning? Is. Nah, I don't know who that is. You, you it can, sounds you can, kind you can, of familiar. You can Google that in uh, you can Google that in in the uh, offline and all that kind of stuff. Um, and, and also, kind of being a family man is sort of this as well. Uh, I mean, it, there's a lot of things that play into it. Um, Daniel Craig. That's a good one. I like Daniel Craig. The Rock. Denzel, Denzel, good Chris, one. Chris Evans, yep. And then I go with two old school guys, Clint Eastwood. Oh, that's a good one too.
2: And Steve McQueen. His name sounds kind of. I know Lightning McQueen.
0: Ka-chum. Okay, <laughs> Google Steve McQueen in the okay. uh, in the commercial break and everything like that. So, all right, when we come back, some thoughts about the Super Bowl. Chuck Green, the Kia Studios, Sports Radio, ninety ten, the game. Odyssey.com app one thing.
3: Each time I find myself laying flat on my face I just pick myself up and get back in the race
1: <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal so why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact If your day sounds like
2: We need the report ASAP
1: You deserve Modelo If you've persevered through You deserve this rich golden lager With a crisp and refreshing taste Or if you overcame
3: two more reps, two more.
1: You deserve this ice cold reward Modelo,
0: the mark of fighter Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port Chicago, Illinois Back to more John Chuckery. He's in the zone. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Back with the Chuckery Show. Hanging out in the Kia studios. Headed toward 11 o'clock. 404-741-0929. That's the Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. Odyssey app's how you catch us when you're on the go. Social media at 92 on the game on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at jmch 316 at underscore Dylan Matthews. Uh, we got a lot of controversy going on around here, around these parts. No, and, there's not a lot of controversy. On, Somebody's on, just wrong. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we get into all that, okay, I like the, I like the under on the Super Bowl. I like the Eagles. I think it's going to be a game similar to what we saw a couple of years ago with Tampa Bay and... The, and uh, uh, Tampa Bay and Kansas City. I think that the front four, front seven of the Eagles just gets too much pressure on Pat Mahomes. I think they just overwhelm them and that pass rush. And look, Mahomes is not going to be 100%. And, and as the game wears on and drags along, he's going to be less and less and less and less. So I like the under. I like the Eagles. I like 24 to 20. In the game, I think it's going to be a good game. But I, I, don't, I don't think that Mahomes and that offensive line can stand up to what the Eagles' pass rush is going to be. Now, we've got controversy all around. Before we get to Bo Johnson, the midday producer, okay? So, and and I, I, I like, bet a, a texture this, okay? So... Did you see the Adam Sandler movie The Longest Yard?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I've seen some of it, but I probably have not seen most of it, no.
0: Okay. So
2: I like grown-ups. I love grown-ups, though.
0: I love the grown-up movies. Okay. See, there's your answer. Okay, that the longest yard is a remake of the Burt Reynolds movie that came out in the early 70s. Okay. That the longest yard's a classic, the original one, not the Adam Sandler version. The gotcha. original one. Okay. Adam Burt Reynolds is one of the coaches with Adam Sandler. He's the running back and oh. he's the he's the former Heisman Trophy winner and all that. Oh, okay. He's the old guy in the prison that helps Adam Sandler put together the team and coach it. Ah, okay. Remember he scores, he scores late in the game. Yeah. He scores that touchdown late in the game and they they put his old butt in and all that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's funny. So, see, I, I, I wasn't wrong that because I, I said, I because the, the texter said, "Tell Dylan Burt Reynolds with in the Adam Sandler movie, The Longest Yard." He'll remember who he is, and I said, no. "I'll bet you he doesn't no. remember who he is." Nope, I didn't. Yep, so I was right on, <laughs> on right. all that. Okay. Um. Now Bo Johnson has been very dismissive about, um, has been very dismissive about uh Christian Bale as Batman saying that he he was not a great Batman and he was part of a great franchise but wasn't a great Batman. And then our buddy Jeff Benedict chimed in as well that um that he was wrong about all of that. I think Christian Bale was, you know, excellent. My personal choice would be Michael Keaton for the best Batman ever but I don't put Christian Bale below number two. I think he no. was outstanding. I, I, don't, I think he was really good as Batman, but he was also really good as, as Bruce Wayne. And that's, yes. the, that's the thing about that character is when it comes to Superman and all those, you've got to, you know, the thing about being good at Superman is being good at Clark Kent. Right. That's why that stiff... Who's who's the guy the the the, the cavalry guy? Yeah, the cavalry Henry, Hen- Henry Cavalry. Yeah, Henry Cavalry. Okay. <laughs> the reason he's a stiff as Superman is because he's not a good um, Clark Kent. Clark Kent. No, not at all. Christopher Reeve was fantastic as Clark Kent, the kind of goofy guy, the glasses. Yep. He was fantastic as Clark Kent, and that's the key: is you got to be good at Bruce Wayne or Clark Kent, more than you've got to be good at Superman, Batman, you know, you've got to Spider-Man be good. too, you yeah, can throw him Spiderman in there. Spiderman and all that stuff. You've got to be good. See, I think, that's why I think that That's why I think that uh, Toby Maguire is still the best Spiderman.
2: Yeah, he he was he was a great Peter Parker.
0: Yeah, because he was great as Peter Parker. He literally
2: epitomized Peter Parker. Like,
0: with all due respect, when you put Spiderman in the suit, it's all CGI. I mean, yeah,
2: I mean that part really doesn't matter. Right? Exactly.
0: Yeah. But but he was a really good Peter Parker. Yes. He played that character really well.
2: Dopey, goofy. Yes. Couldn't catch a break. Yeah, the
0: nerdy science nerdy. guy and all that kind of stuff. Yes. Awkward around the girls and everything. Yes. Like, he was really good in that role. And that's what made him a good Spiderman is, you know, the fact that he was a good Peter Parker. And that's the same thing for – that's why I like Michael Keaton when he's – when he's Bruce Wayne. That I think right. that I think that Michael Keaton was a better Bruce Wayne than he was Batman. Again, it's all the fight scenes and everything like that. I mean, you know, yeah. you can fight everybody. Right. But he was a good he was a good Bruce Wayne. You oh, know? Yeah. So that's the difference. But I, I will say that um Bo Johnson was very dismissive of Yeah. But Bo, Bo, Bo's my guy, but he's tripping. Yeah, I mean, no, no. I mean, look, he's my drinking buddy. Yeah. I mean, he's my he's my John Daniels drinking buddy.
2: And I mean, when, when you and you've seen probably more Christian Bale movies than I have when he's not in other roles besides Batman. But I feel like when you first think of Christian Bale, if he's not, if Batman isn't one of your isn't your first thought, it's one of your first thoughts.
0: When yeah. You, I mean, with all the I mean, American Psycho is. Right. Arguably. That's his
2: best work probably. Right.
0: I mean, because that character is so off the wall, you know, and he's the murderer and all. I mean, so that character, because of just American lore and all that kind of stuff. Right. Is is probably, I don't want to say it's bigger than Batman. It's certainly not bigger than Batman. But just from the fact that that character that he plays in American Psycho. Oh, yeah. I Um, I definitely can see that. Yeah. uh, So, uh, but I mean, he was he was a really good Batman in everything, and I I, again, I thought I thought as the I thought throughout the series that he was even better and more comfortable in Bruce Wayne and Batman as the series as the three movies went along.
2: Yeah, he really mastered being that like diplomatic, suave type of dude that Bruce Wayne is. You know, like you know, kind of funny at times too. Like he, he really did. I agree with you, master being Bruce Wayne as the franchise went
0: on. Yes, and that's why I say that that Henry Cavalry guy. Yeah, he he sucked as Clark. Yeah, he's he's terrible. There's a there's dreadful. a reason
2: they barely showed him as Clark Kent because yeah. he wasn't good and, at it. <laughs> and, and
0: then that guy before him, that that Brandon Routh or whatever like that, that mean, guy was yeah. terrible. That guy was terrible. Like they don't know how to play Clark Kent. Christopher Reeve was the only guy who mastered Clark Kent, and that's what made him so good as Superman. Again, it's all CGI when you get to be Superman and put the cape on and everything.
2: Anybody with muscles can do that. Yeah,
0: exactly. Like, I mean, you don't have to do much to be Superman. You know, you just fly around and, you know, everything bounces off of you. But playing Clark Kent is the whole key to that movie, and that's, that's why those alter ego characters and stuff like that that's what makes all those guys so good. That's why I even say, like, Chris Evans was really good as yeah. the, you know, really skinny Steve Rogers. Yes. You know, that's that's where he was good, you know, and and you know, Stanley Tucci's pointing at his heart, like, be the good man and everything like that. Like, that's that's what made him. Now look, he was fantastic and he looked great at Captain America. Right. But the the young or the the you know skinny Steve Rogers is what made him so good in that role. The same well, thing but. with
2: Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man. It's not the fact of yes. when he was actually Iron Man right. flying around because most right. of the time that wasn't even him. Right. It was the the humor, the the smart, yeah, the, the brilliant the look and yeah, yeah. I
0: mean, yeah. Everything about that character and that persona of Iron Man. Cause I mean anybody could have played like Tony Stark in the in the outfit. Yeah. You know, like that, that's not hard to do. But Robert Downey Jr. is such a great actor. I mean he's he's a he's he's actually a terrific actor just in his other roles and stuff like that. So, anyway, uh a lot of controversy uh, about uh, all of that. So, um but yeah, uh, look, going back to the Super Bowl. You know, I I I think Jalen Hurts will be the MVP. I think he will make enough plays. I think they'll establish their run game. Uh they were the fourth leading rushing team in the NFL. They had the fourth most yards in the NFL, they had the most rushing touchdowns in the NFL. I think that they'll control the game throughout with their running game and then when they have to make some plays in the passing game, they'll they'll do that. And that's how the Eagles have really kind of just run through the league this year. You know, they've been they've been outstanding. I I think the Eagles have been the best team all season long. I think the Kansas City Chiefs have been the second best team all season long, but I give the advantage to the best team even over the second team. I just think their defensive front will control the line of scrimmage when Kansas City's on offense, put pressure on Mahomes, and the more pressure that they get on him, the more that that ankle will start to flare up and act up because if he has to start trying to run around and escape and try to make plays, his ankle will not hold up over the course of four quarters in a situation like that. So, I think it's 24-20. It may not be as lopsided as the Super Bowl from a couple of years ago when it was the Buccaneers and the the, uh, Chiefs. But that control of the defense at the line of scrimmage, and again, Kansas City had two or three guys that didn't start for them in that Super Bowl. That's not going to be the case, but it really is a situation where that defensive front for the Eagles is just smothering. And, again, it's not coincidence that the two top teams that are the two sack teams uh, are in the uh, Super Bowl. You know, it's going to be the fourth. No, sorry, third. It's going to be the third year. No, what is it? It's going to be the third year in a row that one of the top four teams in the NFL in sacks was also the Super Bowl champion. No, actually, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because last year the Rams won it. Last year the Rams were third. The Buccaneers were fourth. And then this year it's the top two teams. So it's three consecutive years of one of the top four sack teams in the NFL that's going to be your Super Bowl champion. Uh, guess what? That's a trend. That That's officially a trend. That's not random happenstance, dumb luck, blind luck. That becomes a trend now that, you know, that sacks are, that's why we talk about. Sacks being so important here in the NFL. All right, we'll get to an NFL squib kick at the top of the hour. Chuck, we're here in the Kia Studios. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, Odyssey.com app.